Yeah. Is it true that they don't air Rockets games in China? Yeah, right now they don't. I mean, I'm not like a big conspiracy guy, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if the NBA really wants that to happen, right? No, I they mean, don't at all. Yeah, it's not. They, I'm, I'm sure that they're probably pushing. It's probably why we went to seven games, huh, Davis? I'm not. I mean, I'm not. No, Russell Westbrook's the reason you guys went to seven, seven that's games. That's true. That's true. Yeah, do, do, do you want you want my take on last He's night? Is I think Harden was trying to blow the game for the NBA because the NBA doesn't want Houston to advance because of the China thing, and Russell Westbrook said no. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> probably. Probably we'll have to see. Let's jump into it, guys, because we are live, so we will we'll get right into it and and start and start. To, what an open! Just to start, yeah, the China conspiracy starts off our episode. But we Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. Into the lab, season two, episode one. We're excited, recording from the beautiful home studio in San Antonio, Texas. Thank you to everybody joining us on Facebook Live, Twitter Live, and YouTube Live. Our first multi-stream episode. I am your host, Ernest Silva. At the Sport Gene is how you can find me on all social platforms. This is Into the Lab. If you are watching for the first time, hopefully you stick with us. This episode is featured on a growing network called Blue Collar Media Group, and you should take a look at their website today. Find some of the greatest content and videos around your favorite sports teams. That's www.bluecollarmg.com. Importantly, though, playoff time, prop bets galore happening. This show is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy, www.thrivefantasy.com, where you can place your favorite sports bets on your favorite athletes today. All right. We got our intro out of the way. Welcome back. Lots of news and, of course, your sports scientist intros coming up. Let's cue the announcer and get this show started off right. And now, tonight's starting lineup. Coming in late from Bali, Indonesia, commissioner of the ITL Dynasty League, wrestling expert and beverage connoisseur, Twitter handle at Dre2124, Dre Rogers. We'll be on shortly, but let's go to people who are on the call from Pittsburgh, lead hockey analyst and co-founder of the Blue Collar Media Group, Twitter handle at Steel Curtain, P-E-H, the man with the most interesting name in the world, Just Paul. What's going on, Ernest? Season two, football next week. Can't wait. Let's get this show started. Yeah, I'm absolutely hyped, man. I'm absolutely hyped. From Wagner, co-leader of the BCMG stream team, the college kid with all the stats, at D-Dog underscore one, two, three, Davis Cordova. What's up, guys? Um, season two is, is upon us. Uh, it's going to be a great uh, season. Got oh, you did a lot for you guys. Uh, but I'm a little sad from last night. Actually, I'm devastated still. So I just want to say thank you to Chris Paul. 
That's it. Thanks, Davis. That's a, that's a good way to bring us in. Really a lot yeah. of energy. From Guilford, founded at the ESPN Sports Analytics Conference at Asian Tatum, Chris Remick. Thanks, buddy. What's up, guys? Super excited to get started with season two. Uh, back to talk basketball, and let's get into it. Heck, yeah. I'm, I am hyped. And last, from Boston, the host of Slightly Bias and co-founder of the Blue Collar Media Group, you voted and named him your general, Los Angeles Browns' favorite son, Twitter handle, at Reisner underscore Steven, the general, Steve Reisner. Uh, you, you seem to have forgotten an important bit of the intro there, Ernest. I am now also the co-host of Into the Lab. That is very true. The co-host for season two is the general Steve Reisner getting his 30 seconds of fame. He's going to take a bow and give a salute at the same time. Thank you. We have a very special announcement on that too that we will get to shortly. But those are your network champion ITL sports scientists. And we have a three-round episode for you today. Round one will be our Read All About It segment where we talk about news in both the NFL and NBA. Round two, our famous Pick'em segment where we go NBA and NFL picks for Thursday night football and round two for the NBA playoffs. And then, of course, round three will be some fantasy sleeper options for you. So if you're going to stick around, maybe you have that big draft coming up, let us win you some money. Let us help you grab those sleepers. Let's, um, let's jump into it. Some good discussion. And if you didn't hear it, I hear the bell. That's the bell for round number Round one, league news and updates. Number one. All right, round one is our new segment, which are some quick updates. The BCMG stream team will be on twitch.tv slash the sport gene on some weeknights, but mostly weekends. Our win count on Call of Duty Warzone is at 38. Our next stream is next weekend for that for that uh, stream platform. Go find us, follow, subscribe, and and share it. Your support is how we grow, so we appreciate all of you who follow us already. Uh, Davis Cordova, who is on your screen, is one of our stream team captains, and so he'll be featured all over the place. Go find him as well on his channel and subscribe today. Well, it was a wonderful season one for into the lab and a lot of contests, a lot of famous things happen. We tried to show the shout out video last time. We got it working this time. So we are going to show our featured segment uh, starting with round one and all of the shout outs we received from different NFL athletes, a huge thank you in advance. Well, let's let them get us started tonight. Give me one moment. I just wanted to send a big congratulations to Into the Lab podcast on finishing season one. Congratulations, guys. It's awesome. I'm looking forward to more debates and more love for more seasons to come, right? You guys are going to bring it. I know you are. Also wanted to spend a special shout out to my Falcons fan and pick'em champ, Miles Bloomquist. Yeah, my man, keep doing your thing, Sport Gene. I see you, I see you. Season two, here we go. Into the Lab podcast, check it out. 
What's up, man? This is Ryan Grant, and uh, this is for Into the Lab podcast. Congratulations, fellas. Uh, finishing season one. Keep up the phenomenal work. Keep pushing out great content. Uh, Dre Rogers, keep representing your G. <laughs> Them Green Bay Packers, brother, uh, and the sports gene. Once again, man, everybody, keep up the great work. Proud of you. Look forward to season two and all the last. Yeah, should be dope, so on the bigger and brighter. Keep doing your thing, man. What's up? It's Arthur Motes, number 55 of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you know I had to give a big time congratulations to Into the Lab podcast on finishing season one. I mean, you guys were phenomenal. Let's be real. I like to call it a well-oiled machine. Honestly, reminded me of that Pittsburgh Steelers defense. You know this, baby. But man, got to give a big time shout out to my Steelers dedicated brethren. Yes, indeed, just Paul. I know how you rocking with Steelers Nation. Also, big time kudos to the Doc. I mean, you're doing a phenomenal job hosting the show. And I hope season two is even bigger and better than ever. So keep being great in every single thing that y'all do, baby. Peace. going on this is Darius Fleming um, I just want to congratulate um, into the lab man on finishing uh, season one of the podcast um, awesome that's great work uh, I'm sure you know year one's uh, probably one of the toughest ones to obviously get off the ground and you know just facilitate how you want to do things moving forward um, but hey just want to wish you guys nothing but the best of luck uh, obviously going into season two um, consistency is key you know, obviously being a championship team like the Pats, um, being a, you know, creating a dynasty with, with your podcast, it's going to take a lot of hard work and effort and sacrifice. So, um, you know, you guys are, are, are rooting for the right team. You guys know what it looks like. I'm sure you guys can pull it off for, for, for the podcast as well. Um, but hey, Steve, man, big shout out to you. I know you're a lifelong fan and host, uh, you know, the sports genie yourself. So uh, looking forward to season two, guys. Best of luck. Yo, what's going on, baby? It's your boy Vince Young here. Stopping by to give a little love to the Into the Lab podcast. I see you guys just finished your first season, so congratulations. I know how that can be timely and a lot of hard work, but I'm happy that you guys got through it and finished the season strong. Uh, good luck to your season two. You know what you know what it is, man. For inspiration, I just tell you guys to do your diligence and do your work, man. When you're speaking to anybody, man, just don't be assuming what you heard, man. Go into the conversation ready to listen and fix and talk about facts and whatever's um, uh, whatever's good that, you know, the, the person want to talk about. And, um, you know, and stay focused on that, man. And shout out to the sports scientists, man, for keep grinding, man. Coming up with the great ideas and things to talk about, uh, different topics and things like that. So... Um, just want to give a little shout out to the sports gene and blue collar from Boy VY, baby. Ooh. I made it, my top of the world.
Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, so big shout outs and appreciate all the all the NFL players and, and especially to the OGs. Big big round of applause for the OGs that stayed for the show through season one. I got you guys, your 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 franchise players to uh to uh shout you guys out. And so kudos to y'all. Davis, Chris, fully expect some shout outs next season as we go through this season. But let's get season two yep. started with some news and a good way to start off today's episode. So NFL, tons of action, tons of updates. Let's zoom through some of the headlines. You guys can give me analysis on what the biggest one is for you all. The rich get richer. Tampa Bay nabs Leonard Fournette. One year, $3.5 million deal. Joins a backfield of Ronald Jones, LaShawn McCoy, and Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, I'll start with you, Steve. Pretty big signing for Tom Brady over there in Tampa Bay. What does the Leonard Fournette deal mean for you? What do you mean, what does it mean for me? Or what does it mean for Tampa Bay? Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, well, I mean, this whole Bruce Arians says that Ronald Jones is still running back number one. I uh, refuse to believe that. I was never buying into Rojo before this season anyway. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if Fournette is I, – I don't know how great he'll do, but they're not going to be able to load the box uh, against Tampa Bay like they were able to do against Jacksonville last year, so – uh, the running lane should be opened up a little bit. Uh, people don't realize he had 500 yards receiving last year, so he's another uh, pass catching threat out of the backfield for Brady, and everyone knows he loves that. So, uh, probably a decent, pretty good signing, cheap money. So, let me get a thumbs up or thumbs down from everybody. Does this make them division favorites? They were already division favorites. Thumbs up from Davis, thumbs down from Just Paul, thumbs up from Chris, and Steve, you're, you're thumbs up in your second favorite team. I'm going to say thumbs down. I think the Saints are still the team to beat. Let's move yeah. on. Ha ha Clinton. And, and Miles Falcons. And Miles Falcons. They're going to be oh. much better. They're going oh, to be, yes. I mean, they're going to be good. Yes, I absolutely like the Todd Gurley fit there too, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Ha ha Clinton Dix gets cut by Dallas today. Anybody else buying this as Earl Thomas news tomorrow? No. <laughs> no. That's, that's, uh, don't they have to shower together tonight to make that decision? Yeah, if you heard it here yeah. first, Earl Thomas will be signed by Dallas tomorrow. I guarantee it. Well, Earl Thomas is used to orgies with other guys. So, I mean, him, right. him and Jerry him, Jones him and have to talk in the shower, yeah. They're definitely <laughs> showering tonight, that's for sure. Yep. All right, no doubt about Superman in New England. Cam Newton has been named the starter. And if you, didn't miss, if you missed it, he has been named captain as well. So the Belichick-Cam Newton fit seems to be working. I'm not going to use, Steve, you're biased on this. So I'm going to go to just Paul. How do you feel about Cam getting the captain? I think it's what everybody's kind of thought is going to happen. But Cam's going to work in New England, yes or no? Um, I, I, think, I think he'll have a good year. But I just worry about his arm. Like, he, he's not an accurate quarterback. And that offense that we've seen – for years is based on accuracy. So I, if they change it to go to his strengths, I think he'll have a good year. If they don't, it could be a very long year. Yeah, we'll have to see if it's a system quarterback like everybody used to call Tom Brady, right, Steve? Uh, well, I mean, I think that argument's kind of stupid when he's <laughs> succeeded in four different offensive systems. But, you know, whatever. We, could talk, we could talk about Joe Montana another day if you guys want. 
Definitely. I can't wait to talk about that. The comparison of Tom Brady and Joe Montana. Josh Gordon <laughs> signs in Seattle. He's coming back, fellas. He's waiting for his appeal with the NFL to go through. That I, that I thought was going to be big news, but then Jadavion Clowney is close to signing a deal with the Saints, as well as Tennessee fighting for a chance for the defensive specialist. Davis, talk to me. How big is a signing for the Saints for Jadavion Clowney to go there? Well, the, the, the thing that I uh... – I think the, the Buccaneers will win the division. But if the Saints sign Jadavion Clowney, the, the Saints are the favorites in that. Um, and if the Titans somehow get Jadavion Clowney, they'll overpay him. Um, but it doesn't change where they're at. Yeah, the Titans they, they favorites in the AFC South or no? No. So it doesn't move the needle for you if you sign there? No. No, okay. no, no. They need more help on the defense. Do you think Clowney – and I'll, I'll open this to anybody. Do you think Clowney gets his 20 mil? Not from the Saints. No, not from the Saints. Dude, now I, I have to ask, how are the Saints planning on signing him? They're, right now they're going to be over – they're going to be $78 million over the cap next year. So what are the Saints signing Jadavion Clowney with? I am very confused. I need to know who that cap guy is and why he doesn't work <laughs> for New England. Just like Dallas. Just like Dallas. Yeah, just I know, the Dallas cap. But, I mean, they got to sign Kamara, right? I mean, Aren't they giving Kamara like 13, 14 million a year in the next few I mean, days? Yeah, that's, 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 that's moving. So, I don't know. Saints got money everywhere, apparently. Apparently. It's that hurricane relief fund. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they just, they're just stealing the Katrina fund for that's the Saints. A, that's what it is. That's Kurt. how desperate they are to get Drew Brees another ring. Little payback for when Drew had donated to everybody. All right. Kirk Cousins made headlines for 24 hours with some ignorant statements on COVID. That's as much time as I'm giving that. Zach Ertz contract talks have halted after the guaranteed money was cut in half. Does this show problems? Chris, I'm going to bring in, I know you're not the football guy, but whenever we hear contract talks halting, does that worry that Zach Ertz may be out the door this season? Um, in any sport, it's a concern when contract negotiations halt, um, especially when the guaranteed money um, gets cut in half like that. It just – it really <laughs> kind of just shows how, like, different ends of the spectrum the team and the player are in terms of where they think that the value is and the fit. And um, I don't necessarily think that this means that Urch is definitely out, but I think that it – is kind of a concerning thing right now. Yeah, I did I did call on an earlier episode of ITL that Zach Ertz would be in Green Bay by the end of the year. I'm sticking to that. I think he gets traded. So um, I think Dallas Goddard is a future there in Philly. I think, Steve, you were on that episode because you said, yep, yep, Dallas Goddard was a guy I owned in fantasy that had all the points. So um, No, no, I had Zach Ertz. Oh, Dallas my bad. Goddard went against me. Oh, yeah, that's and right. That's, that's why I lost because Goddard got all the points. Yep. Sorry, Steve. Didn't mean to bring that up. All right. So, Mohamed really Sanu, <laughs> Sanu gets cut. A lot of people calling out Belichick for being dumb for signing him. Steve, I'm going to go to you again on this one. Was he dumb for trying to grab Sanu for Brady? Okay. First of all, you can't <laughs> hit on everything. Second of all, you know what? Uh, the way it looked last year, if you added a piece to the offense – then you could have made a run. The way, where they were before they made that Sanu trade, when they were undefeated and the offense was struggling, you needed to put a piece in there. But look, you give up a second-round pick 
because you think it might get you to a Super Bowl. Yeah, it didn't work out, but you can't win them all. It, that's how it is. You yep. can't win them all. And Brady pushed for that more than Belichick did, by the way. Yep. And you need a deep threat. I think you just fit the system at the time, and, and you could get them for a bar- at least a bargain at the time. Um, but, I, you know, just Sanu play for uh, – Mohamed Sanu play for any other team this year. I don't, I don't know, man. That wide receiver corps in New England is very thin, to say the least. It, if you couldn't make that roster when like, – he, he just got beat out by Gunnar Olszewski. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I, yeah, I mean, God, God, may, yeah, like may, maybe Gunnar's <laughs> actually improved as much as Belichick saying, but like got beat out by Gunnar Olszewski. Yeah. I can't even spell that. Let's be honest. Let's move forward. Josh Rosen getting sold. He's on the block right now. Uh, does any team pull the trigger for Josh Rosen? Does any team need him? I'll open that to everybody. The only team that would pull the trigger is the team that he's on. So, <laughs> no. I wouldn't mind seeing him in Pittsburgh for a cheap, for a late sixth or seventh rounder. I could see that. Why not? I- I mean, he, he got drafted 10th overall for a reason. I mean, Ben's going to be there two years. I mean, we've seen what Rudolph got. It ain't it. Devlin Hodges is a fun story, but it ain't it. So, why not trade a sixth or seventh round pick for, you know, a chance on a top 10 guy turning his career around there with a stable organization? Yeah, man, Josh Rosen, I – I feel bad for the kid. I don't yeah. want to say that he would have been a stud or a superstar, but like Paul said, he got drafted in the top 10 for a reason. I was actually just watching the highlights of his that comeback he had uh, for UCLA when he had 292 yards and four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. It, the, the kid had talent. The kid's got a good idea. He's just been in such a shit situation ever since he got into the league. They've had a, a – what has he had? A new coach every fucking year? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Bad situation. I think he's a good talent too. I would like to see him in Houston backing up Deshaun, but then again, Bill O'Brien would trade Deshaun to get him. So there's no point in even asking for that trade to happen. Dude, O'Brien would trade your 2022 first and Deshaun to get Josh Rose. That's true. That's true. And then you would pay him more than he was going to pay Deshaun. Yep. Definitely. Because there's a ton of potential there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, let's butcher this name. Yannick Ngalkoy. Did I say that right? I think I did. Yeah, is now yeah. a Viking. So that's big news there. And the Eagles injury report reached 24 players at one point this week. So I just wanted to highlight how bad that organization is. All right, so we take 10 days off and the NFL goes crazy. Um, but I believe there are still lots of headlines to come. So let's talk about some NBA because Chris is antsy over there. He wants to talk some Celtics. And I know – Steve does too. Davis, don't worry, Davis. Your team, I have nothing but praise for your team. We're going to talk about that in a second. Well, let's do some NBA playoff recap here. The Los Angeles Lakers had a blip on the radar, but win their series 4-1 over the Portland Trailblazers. The Houston Rockets survive against the Thunder 4-3. The game between Houston and L.A. will be on Friday night. Nuggets play comeback and win their series 4-3, while the Clippers struggle against the Mavs but prevail 4-2. That game on later tonight in the east the bucks get through the disney magic and win their series 4-1 while the heat don't mess around and clean sweep for nothing the heat have already won the first two games of their round two series after jimmy butler's free throws with no time expired which i fully expect we're going to talk about 
ended game two. The Celtics weren't playing around either, sweeping the Sixers 4-0. And lastly, the Raptors continue their impressive play, winning their series 4-0 against Brooklyn. Celtics currently lead the Raptors 2-0 in the series with the game three currently on. And what's that score, Chris? We're knotted at 95 right now. 95 apiece. Give us the play-by-play and update later. Chris Remick, I'm going to start with you because I feel like you've been the silent one so far in this episode. How are you feeling about the Celtics and the uh, Raptors right now? How is that series going? Well, the Celtics-Raptors series is really going as perfectly for the Boston Celtics as possible. I'm going to turn that down real quick. Um, But anyways, missing Hayward, in my opinion, when I was looking at the series, because they – they're such an evenly matched team, but what Toronto's strong in is what Boston kind of lacks, like the interior presence. Um, obviously, Daniel Tice is a serviceable defender, but he's 6'8". Robert Williams is kind of his, um, his athleticism's there, but sometimes his IQ's not all the way there. Um, in Cantor, his defense has been, uh, you know, kind of, uh, mediocre at best throughout his entire career. Um, and Gasol and Ibaka are just better two-way players. And the Toronto bench has been phenomenal throughout the bubble and throughout that first round of the playoffs. Um, so those were two major concerns. And I thought Hayward was going to be the swing that either makes this a game seven win or loss for the Celtics. Um, but they've come right out and really just put all of the worries about their defense to rest. They've been one of the best defensive teams in the bubble, and they've shown that in the first two games, holding Siakam to 15 points in game one and 17 points in game two. Um, And it's really exposing Siakam for – people are saying he's better than Tatum. People are saying that he's the superstar now in Toronto. But he hasn't really taken that initiative, and he hasn't taken that step in the playoffs yet. He struggled in the first round, which was very shocking, even especially against the Brooklyn Nets. And now he just he, – his efficiency isn't there. His shot create – his shot creation has never really been, like, an elite level. Um, but it's been serviceable enough for him to be a second option, which what made him so effective when Kawhi was there. But um, the absence of Kawhi Leonard is definitely showing in this series, and Boston's locking up, and Tatum, Kemba, and Brown look phenomenal thus far. Robert Williams is stepping up, too. He's been great. Awesome. Now, Steve, I'm going to give you 30 seconds as well here. What is your reaction to the Celtics' play so far in the playoffs? Uh, so far in the playoffs? Yeah. Uh, Jason Tatum is a future Hall of Famer. <laughs> I like so it. You I said mean, they're, only un- they're, undefeated. Seconds, they're undefeated, so. so I completely understand the hype. <laughs> so, I mean, if you lead your team. Um, Hayward comes back, right? And Hayward, uh, how many, how much time left in quarantine does Hayward have before he's back in a uniform on the court? I believe they said, um, he'd be back, uh, game two of the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, oh, wow. if That's everything goes perfectly. Yeah. So it's still a lot of time left, but Hayward just adds another dynamic to the team. So the Celtics would just get even better. So excited for the Celtics. Let's talk heat bucks. I don't think I'm the only person shocked by this Davis. I'm going to bring you on for this uh, second round series. Uh, Heat are up 2-0. Last night's game was crazy. You're going to open up this conversation. How are you feeling, and what's your analysis on the Heat Bucks so far? Um, I really like how the Heat are shutting down Giannis. Not really shutting him down, but containing him to where the Heat can capitalize on how they're playing defense. Um, 
the refs last night, I both games last night with the refs were just probably the worst ones I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, I really do like the Heat in 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 this series. I wouldn't be surprised if they sweep. Wow, that's that's kind of shocking. So <laughs> Heat sweep. I mean, Giannis is gone. But before I go into that statement, uh, so so Heat last night they get those those fouls. I mean, can we all agree that that was a makeup call from the from the bad call on the three pointer before? I mean, are we all on the same page with that? Absolutely. I mean, does anybody on yeah. here feel very strongly that that was a foul on the three pointer by Drogic at all? No, I, I, no, I was screaming I that at my it, television so. screen. Yeah, that yeah. was not a foul, like at all. It just felt like the refs were keeping the Bucks in the game, to be honest, with that call. And then they called it back. Yeah, that's the what other they've way. been doing the whole bubble with the Bucks. I didn't even see I the agree. game, but that's I agree. That's they've been doing that with they've been doing that with the Bucks this entire time in Orlando. Looks like Celtics hit a big shot now. So if 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 so, if you didn't see it, uh, Drogic had his arms straight up in the air, maybe moved up slightly, but right above the three point line, did not move at all during the shot. Middleton shot into him, so his body was going forward. They called the foul, and Drogic gave him three shots to tie the game. And then on the ensuing play, Butler had a fadeaway uh, towards the corner. It was still a two-pointer, and Giannis touched the side of him as he fell down. Um, and they called a foul on that after the ball was released with no time, which the Heat then took a 2-0 lead. Um, Davis, so if the Bucks get swept, Davis, like you're saying, and you think that – No, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm, I just wouldn't be surprised. Okay. If, if they don't if, get, if, if, if they get the, swept. If the Bucks got swept, Davis, like you had said, if the Bucks got if the Bucks got swept, does Giannis play in Milwaukee next year? All right. Is he not a free agent after next season? He's restricted though. Yeah. How many okay. times has a star forced his way out? Let's be honest. Right. All right. Yeah, you're true. Um glad Kenny's on I, the show now. I, I think I think he gives it one more year. I'm He's not. gonna tell the Bucks to try and get him another <coughs> star player because I don't think Chris Middleton's an all-star. He just feeds off of Giannis pretty much. Um, but Budenholzer's out if they get swept. That's sad. I actually like Budenholzer. All right. Yes, I do too. Strong takes. Let's talk Western Conference round one series, which is why I'm really glad that Kenny's here. We already went through the recap, but the Clippers struggled heavily against the Mavericks, against a very hobbled Mavericks team, as they didn't have Porzingis really for two of those games. Yeah, but the um, Clippers had playoff P. Yeah, they did have playoff P, so they would play with one and a half stars there. Um, you know what, Kenny? You're on. That's a Los Angeles team you can talk about. Uh, let's talk about the Clippers. How, how, what was your analysis from the Clippers-Mavericks series? I mean, I don't know. I think they took the Mavs lightly. Um, I think they thought that once Porzingis went down that it was going to be a walk in the park, and Luka, Luka showed up in a big way. Um, Paul George, the last couple of games really stepped up his game. Um, obviously he talked about having some mental health issues while he's been in the bubble. So I think that was wearing on him a bit, but I mean, the Clippers still, they're an incredibly deep team. I think they can turn it on at the right time. Like, I think that this is going to be a six game series for them against the Nuggets personally, but I, I think that they're still a solid team. They've got plenty of weapons, plenty of depth, two stars. It's a team to be reckoned with in the West. 
Awesome. I still think as well that the Clippers are the favorite for that next round, but we'll talk about, talk about that in just a second. Uh, when it comes to the Nuggets, that was a phenomenal boxing match between Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell. Just, Paul, I'm going to go to you for that series. What was your takeaway from the Nuggets winning in seven? Um, they really surprised me, honestly. I, I, I didn't think Denver had the heart for it, honestly. I, I've been doubting them all year, but, uh, you know, they – they just played hard those those last three games. I mean, Jamal Murray played out of his mind. Um, I don't – I think that this next series sets up terrible for them. I mean, they're already playing again tonight. Um, what's that, like 30 hours between games, something like that, mm-hmm. a- against the Clippers team that's that deep and talented? I, I really look for this to – Kenny said six. I, I think it's going to be over in five. I think the Clippers will just roll them out in five. Yeah, that that that's a uh, that's pretty heavy there, especially because of the the heavy minutes that they played. You know, deep into yeah. those quarters, I'm Jokic already looks like a walking stick, but Jamal Murray was playing some heavy minutes. So we'll have to see if he can take that load. Uh, Chris Remick, I'm gonna have you come on here and talk Lakers with Kenny here. Um, so Lakers win four one against the Blazers and and easily walk into the second round, waiting for that juggernaut fight between OKC and Houston. Um, but talk a little bit about Damian Lillard. Did he shy away from the spotlight, or was that all just how great the Lakers are this year? Um, I think it just speaks to what we've been saying all year about the Lakers. Um, it really – LeBron and AD are going to do their thing. They're going to show up, and it really depends on if Kuzma's going to be that 15-point-per-game scorer, if Danny Green's going to be that 3-and-D guy who can hit consistent shots, Contavious Caldwell-Pope as well. Those bench guys and those that supporting cast is what is what's going to make this either a championship run or a bust for the Lakers. And Portland, you know, they just had way too many injuries to steal another game. And even fully healthy, stealing another game was a bit of a reach there. I thought they were going to take a game or two. But um, – Overall, what Damian Lillard did in the bubble was phenomenal and um, really established himself in my eyes as um, on the same tier as Curry. Not quite Curry, but like in terms of best point guards in the league, he's right below him. Awesome. Kenny, what about you? What are you thinking about with the Lakers? How are you feeling about your team? I, I feel okay. Um, I thought that it was going to be a longer series. So for them to win in five was pretty impressive. Kuzma still hasn't been. I mean, he only hit double digits in two out of the five games, which is a, a tad concerning. Danny Green started to find his three-point shot towards the end, which is great. Um, they're going to need him in a big way because if he's not hitting a couple threes and keeping the defense honest when it comes to, you know, AD and, uh, and LeBron, then – they're going to be in a lot of trouble. Um, I think it's going to be a good series either way. Um, obviously, Ernest, you being the Houston fan and me being the Lakers fan, I'm sure there's going to be some smack talk over the next week or two. But uh, I think it's, it's I think it's going to be a good series overall. I think it's it's two teams that play really different styles. One plays big and one plays small. And if Houston's hitting their shots, they could definitely win this series. And if the Lakers can contain them, then they could as well. I think it's it, it's a bit of a toss-up either way, in my opinion. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Kenny. We haven't even dissected Rockets Thunder. Davis and I are about to talk about that to wrap up round one. Um, I believe Chris Remick has an update for us as well. Uh, Chris, talk to us about the game. 
Um, well, Boston went on an 8-0 run to kind of uh, get the lead back. And it was a tie game at 101. And with 0.5 seconds left, Kemba has a no-look dish that threads the needle and Tice uh, gets the slam. So it's 0.5 left. Boston up to Toronto ball. But um, I got an update that Toronto just won this game with a game-winning three. Is that not true? If my if my thing's behind, then <laughs> oh, I don't no. know. I just it says no. one. It says one oh four, one oh three on my thing by OG and Nobi. They hit the three. Are you oh, kidding? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Unless yeah. they unless they call it back. Oh no, that that's uh. It's way good. No, that's wow. way good. Wow. Yeah. I was just behind. I was just behind, bro. <laughs> <laughs> where's the broom man oh man sorry guys <laughs> that sucks no Damn. broom Steve? i never i never thought celtics were gonna sweep but if they went up 3-0 i guarantee the yeah. series wow okay well let's move on to that round one <laughs> series wow. between the thunder rock oh that is to- so unfortunate uh, let me let me first caveat this uh, this series by saying this is probably one of the best series I've seen between a Rockets and a uh, Rockets opponent and the Rockets in a very long time. Even with the Warriors series, I thought this was back and forth. I had no idea who was going to win this series up and even until the one point two second mark of the fourth quarter. And I went radio silent yesterday during the game. I did not <laughs> message anybody, so I didn't say anything. I do. Um, I want I want to give a huge shout out to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Chris Paul in particular, because he played phenomenal. Lou Dort looked amazing in the Lou entire series Dort. defensively um, and then looked even even better offensively when he got the confidence to shoot his three. Um, I, I was telling Davis before all this that if he could develop that three-point shot, he will be a, a high highly paid 3 and D player in this league. Um, the guy is massive um, and shut down James Harden for different parts of the series. Um so let's talk about the Thunder Rockets. Davis, I'm going to let you give your, your analysis on the series, and I'll give a 30-second spiel to wrap up round one. Go ahead. Um, well, I don't – I mean, the Thunder should have won last night. The, the Rockets weren't playing their best game, to be honest. That, I mean, you give an undrafted rookie the space to shoot threes, and he drains, what, six, seven of them? Mm-hmm. Uh, Harden looked not on his game last night. He he wasn't shooting the ball good. Um, real question is, why didn't Chris Paul have the ball in the last minute? Why didn't he shoot that free throw? Um, a lot of questions. And why was the play that we drew up with 1.2 seconds left to Steven Adams? And why wasn't it in the paint? That – I feel like we would have won last night if we fed Steven Adams more. Um, if we gave Gallo more shots. But, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, the Rockets are going to go seven games again with the Lakers. Um, <laughs> I just saw Kenny roll his eyes. Uh, <laughs> we have a meme for that. But yeah. What? Um, <laughs> But, yeah, I, I do think Chris Paul played his last game in a Thunder jersey last night. Yeah, it did feel like a goodbye speech with his with his final send-off. 
Um, you know, the Rockets team, let's, let, I want to dissect a couple of players. Robert Covington and Eric Gordon in game seven is the reason why the Rockets won that game. Um, Westbrook had a, a few key moments in the game uh, from the third to fourth quarter where he kind of took over and kept the Rockets swinging in there. Um, James Harden, for all intents and purposes, was the fault for why the Thunder were in the game because he just played absolutely terrible. Um, and Lou Dort uh, played absolutely phenomenal. Those are the two inverse relationships there as to why that game was so close. Um, Rockets play like that. It's another five-game series for the Lakers. I, I don't think that the, that kind of Rockets play will survive. But I don't see anybody of Lou Dort's caliber in on that Lakers team, and I do think Harden will go off. So um, I think I think it'll be a very close series. I know Kenny doesn't believe it's seven games. I think it's six games either way, six games Rockets or six games Lakers. I, th- I don't think there will be a seven-game series in that series. Um, one team will dominate the other eventually. So, um, yeah, I, I look forward, but we're, we're not there. Yet. We're going to do our pick them in the next round. So let me wrap it up. Round one was brought to you by the Poteo Group. If you're a business looking to import or export from Mexico, look no further than this group today. The Porteo Group works with companies like Nestle, Colgate, L'Oreal, and many others. Find them on www.porteogroup.com and mention ITO for discounts and bargains for your company today. All right, round two is our pick'em segment where we really bash each other for our picks. Trust me, the Houston Lakers is going to be a big topic of debate on this show. So let's go ahead and get the commercial started and get ready. Before we start round two on the Sport Jeans Into the Lab podcast, we'd like to remind any listeners that if you play basketball and you are from the ages of 8 to 18 in the Rio Grande Valley, check out Triple Double Basketball Academy, one of the premier programs in Texas located at the center of the RGV in Harlingen, Texas. Find your young basketball pros practicing ball handling techniques, proper shooting forms, learning strength and conditioning techniques, and gain unmatchable experience with elite state tournament play. Follow on Facebook or visit www.tripledoublebasketballacademy.org. Triple Double Basketball Academy, where each basketball player grows no matter what. Round two, weekly pick'em and game outlooks. Right back. All right, that's the bell. Round two is going to be our featured pick'em segment. Chris looks very gloom. I'm very sorry, man. Excited to be back and dissect these matchups. Let's get started with the NBA, and then we'll talk some Thursday night football. Series prediction, fellas. Uh, what we want to do is we want to highlight who you believe is going to win this series, what players to watch for if they are going to be victorious. And then um, if you have a workhorse on the team, on any team that you want to highlight for a prop bet, I want you to go ahead and give that name. Bucks versus Heat, Miami leads 2-0. Chris, I'm starting with you. Who wins that series? Who's the player to watch? And who's your workhorse that you identify? Um, I'm going to say that I'm taking Miami in seven here. I think Milwaukee will come back. I think Giannis has had enough of a wake-up call. Um, my player to watch from Milwaukee is definitely going to be Chris Middleton, just because the success of the team solely kind of sways on whether or not he has an efficient night. And then a workhorse, um, I'm going to say Bam Adebayo. That dude has been do- playing great basketball in that series, and I expect him to do the same. Awesome. Kenny, what about you? I'll go Heat and six. Um Player to watch for me has been Goran Dragic. I mean, he's scored 20 points in every single playoff game so far. 
and he's a guy that doesn't get talked about. Miami almost like stashed him as a six man all year and then decided, hey, we're going to start him and just start lighting teams up off the dribble. So uh, Drogic for me. And then Workhorse, I mean, so far, I like what I've seen from Brooke Lopez. He's had a solid series so far. Like he's a guy that I think you could get on some nice prop bets. And uh, I mean, Bam doesn't like stepping out to cover out there, I don't think. So Lopez has kind of been free reigning from three. Perfect. All right, just Paul, what do you have? Uh, I like the Heat in seven. Um, you know, the NBA is definitely going to make sure, like, especially after them calls, that Giannis gets a few calls, uh, you know, the MVP calls. So uh, I think it'll swing back that way, um, and then it'll be a best of three. Um, I, you know, obviously the player to watch is Middleton. They need him to step up, and um, – I'm on the same page with Kenny. My workhorse would be Drogic. I mean, like he said, he scored 20 every game. Um, no one talks about him yet. I mean, he just puts up 20 every night. So, um, you know, he's a guy that you can get pretty cheap in those, uh, you know, daily fantasies and stuff and whatnot and sneak him in there. So he'll definitely put up for you. Perfect. Davis. I'll go quick here. Um, I got the heat and six. Maybe five. Depends on how Giannis looks next game. Um, person to watch out for is Goran Dragic. Uh, he has impressed me to where I want the Thunder to go after him if they trade Chris Paul, <laughs> potentially to Miami. Um, but, yeah, just watch out for Dragic, Dragic and Tyler Hero. All right, former Rocket getting a lot of love. Steve Reisner. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll take the heat in uh, about seven games. All right. And uh, like you guys said, uh, Drogic and uh, like uh, Davis just said, Harrow as one of the workhorses. I've, I've liked Tyler Harrow all year on that Heat team, even though I hate the Heat. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. I believe Dre Rogers has joined us. He, you can see him on there as Steve Sucks. Dre, you with us? <laughs> Hi, buddy. Good to see you. Joining us. Season two, episode one. You missed the video. I'll have to send it to you in a little bit. Who do you have, Dre? Uh, Miami or Man, Milwaukee? I can't hear you guys. You can't, you can't hear us. <sighs> Darn can't hear anything, but uh, I did. I did notice that you were talking about uh, uh, predictions. So I'm, I'm actually gonna say uh, that Giannis is gonna uh, super mad and pissed that they've lost first games, and he's just gonna rampage, and the Bucks are going in seven. So I'm gonna go with everyone on this, uh, and. I'm a slight with Ernest on the other one. Like the Rockets are going to eat the, the Lakes. And then uh, Celtics game was, was bullshit now. Uh, he didn't get that shot off, and we should be three to, three to none. And um, I'm taking the Nuggets uh, tonight. So, yeah. So Dre is taking Boston in that series, Houston in the series, and he's going Nuggets tonight. I'm not sure. Uh, Dre, I know you can hear me now because your video is off. Who do you have in the Nuggets series, just so I can get it down and I can go through everybody else? 
Oh, I, I, I thought I, I did say I had the Nuggets. Oh, Nuggets in the series too. Okay. All right. I got you. All right. Well, I have, I have Miami winning in five. I think Giannis is gone from Milwaukee after this series. So I'm taking uh, Miami in five myself. Uh, let's talk about Raptors Celtics. I know we have a few Celtics fans on here. I will start this one since I was last on the last one, but I am taking Boston in six for this series. I think Toronto steals one more game. Um, I, I don't know which game it will be, but uh, I don't think the series will be tied 2-2. So I'm going to say they steal game five and make it a 3-2 series, and then Boston closes out. Um, I'll go to Steve next. Steve, what do you have for the Boston series? Um, I just got yelled at uh, on the train for screaming out loud at the Raptors when they hit that shot. So <laughs> can be a, can be a little quieter here. Um, I'm going to say five or six games. Uh, Raptors got hot. I'll give that to them. All right. Steve's got Boston in five or six quietly. Davis. Um, I got Boston in six. I do think the Raptors take another game. Um, when is Gordon Hayward supposed to be back again? Easter Conference Finals, game two. Okay. All right. If he would have been back, I would have said five games. Um, but, yeah, Celtics, uh, I have to say Marcus Smart, watch out for him. He He's iffy. He'll show up when he wants to, as you saw last game in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, watch out for him. Awesome. Just Paul going to you next. Our first mute button. Our first mute button, and it's put. It's just Paul. It's just Paul season two. Here goes the trophy. That, that, that thing is a fucking ridiculous. I'll win that easily. Uh, <laughs> now, what's really surprised me about this series is how well the the bigs are matching up for the the Celtics. So, as long as that keeps holding true, I think they win in six. I think they win pretty easily in six. Like, uh, not really sweating it out. So, uh, I got the Celtics in six. Awesome. Kenny, going to you for your brief analysis. Celtics in six. Tatum will play better. He has five of 18 tonight. He's better than that. That's it. Gotcha. Chris, best for last. Um, I'm going to say Celtics in six. Um, they just barely won this game. Yakum just had another just confusing game of 16 points on 40% shooting. He's just not an X factor right now. He's not the guy to take them to seven or win the seven. So I got Celtics in six. Gotcha. I'm going to turn it right around and go right back to you, Chris. Since you were last, you're going to go first for this next one. Lakers Rocket series starts tomorrow night. Who do you have in this series? Um, I got Lakers in five, actually. I don't think anybody – is going to be able to stop Anthony Davis on the Rockets roster. I think he has it figured out now. The rest concerns me, which is why I have that one game um, for them to kind of get into rhythm. But I think Anthony Davis, this is his series. Gotcha. Kenny, going to you next. Your series. Lakers and six. Don't have any concerns about AD or LeBron. It's all up to Kuzma. If he pours in 15 a night, they win in six for sure, in my opinion. All right. Kudos. Just Paul. I'm going to take the Lakers. And I, 
I do think that there's going to be a big problem out on the perimeter for the Lakers, but I just don't see what they're going to do with AD. Um, you know, so that's where I'm at. If AD goes off, it could be in six. You know, if they can figure out something, you know, I know they're going to get – I mean, Harden's going to get 40 at night. So, that's where we're at with that. I, I, but I'll take, the, I'll take the Lakers in seven. If Harding gets 40 a night, Lakers won't win that series. But I, I don't I see this guard. I don't, I don't I know. Won't go I, there. I, I, I've seen them that perimeter guarding, and it's, not, it's garbage. Yeah, because if Harden's getting 40, you know Gordon's at least getting 18. You know Covington's getting at least 15. Tucker's getting 12. Westbrook's getting 20-some. You're already entering the 80s range, and I'm not even counting the bench. So I'm just saying there's no way. They, they're going to contain Harden a little bit more than that. But I like your, I like your spirit on that. Steve, what do you got in the Houston Lakers series? Uh, I don't know. I really don't know which way to lean with this one. I I am going to lean uh, – I am going to say Rockets in seven because I don't want to say that the Lakers will win a playoff series. <laughs> but uh, like, like Paul said, it's, this, is a, this is an interesting matchup. I don't think the Rockets have anything they can do down low against LeBron and AD. And I don't think L.A. can do anything on the perimeter against Hodd and those shooters. Good analysis. I, I, for some reason, as you're in that car, I want to say that's your analysis from the Boston Bandit and go to Davis. So I'm going to say that that's the analysis from the Boston <laughs> Bandit. Davis, what do you got for the series? Um, it's kind of hard to tell. I haven't watched the game yet, but I guess that's what you do when you pick people. Um, I'm going to go with the Lakers in six, possibly five. If the Rockets don't come out of the Thunder series rested enough just because they they played a seven game series they played late nights I mean it's going to be tough for the Rockets to try and win a series against the best team in the West yep and that ends with me and so I'm taking Houston in six I don't think either team will make this a seven game series I think once a team is up three two they close it out um, here's how it is. If Houston comes out and punches LA in the mouth in the first two games, they're going to win the series. If they don't, then I think it's LA's to lose. So, um, just because, you know, Rockets basketball, the, their style of play, it tends to descend as the series goes on. Um, and so if the Rockets can give a punch in the mouth, they tend to win the series. So we will see, um, how that series goes. Money is though, that the Rockets are now at plus 410 for this series as betters are betting heavy on the Lakers. So, if you had to put money anywhere, you know, take a chance with the Rockets. You just put a 50 on there and you make some money just in case. All right. So last series there, Clippers, Nuggets, Clippers in five for me. I think the person to watch is playoff P. I don't know if there is a bigger person that's in the spotlight than him because if they struggle against the Nuggets, no matter who comes out of the Lakers-Rockets matchup, they are going to get beaten by them. So I'm going to go with uh, Clippers in six. Or did I say five? I think I said five. I'm gonna go Clippers in five for this for this uh, for this series. Uh, Davis, what about you? Um, I have the Clippers in five, um, possibly six if Gary Harris shows up because he had the first two games out of the bubble. Um, wouldn't be surprised if Gary Harris showed up and made this a series between the Clippers and the uh, Nuggets. Perfect. Uh, just uh, Steve, what about you? 
God, you're nobody. Sorry, just getting on my cuff. <laughs> Boston Bandit, all the move. Live coverage. Yeah, live, live coverage. Well, welcome to Dedham, Massachusetts. <laughs> Where's the um, flutes? Uh, we didn't Pat, We didn't see the flute today because I got a ride right to Salt Station. So we started at the station. We did not pass by the Boston Tea Party today. I'm very, very sorry. Damn it, Steve. To all our followers who are looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Clippers in five. I... Nuggets showed a lot of hot. Nuggets showed a lot of fight. But uh, like Paul said, what's that, 30 hours in between games? Yeah. Clippers had a few days off. The the rest is going to come back and bite them in the ass, yeah. All right. Just Paul, going to you. No, I'm on, I'm on the Clips in five. I, I think that was a wake-up call at the beginning of that series. I think they clamped down on Denver and start looking like a contender like everybody thinks they are. So, Clips in five. Perfect. Kenny. I said Clips in six. I'm moving it to five only because Beverly is back. I think that his impact on that team just overall is, as the irritant that he is will be a big thing for them. So I'm going to take Clippers in five. All right. Chris, show us up on our pickums for NBA. I'm going to do Clippers in six just because I think um, Jokic has been playing extremely well against the Clippers throughout the season. And I think that that's their weakest position. And um, I'd say look out for Michael Porter Jr. Because Jamal Murray has kind of emerged as that primary, secondary, like alongside Jokic. Like those are the two. And it really depends on if Michael Porter Jr. can put in 18, 20 points a game and they could make that a series. Perfect. Well, if our predictions come right, it would be a Miami-Boston Eastern Conference final and a pure L.A. Western Conference final. Let's hope that doesn't turn out like that. And let's move on to football and talk some NFL. The only game we're picking this week is Thursday night because we'll be on air with you guys Thursday night of next week. And Thursday night football are your Houston Texans against the Kansas City Chiefs, whoever they are. And they'll be playing that game. First game of the season, really exciting. Houston, earlier in the day, were eight and a half point underdogs. They are now nine and a half point underdogs. So, fellas, I need your spread and your money line pick we'll zoom through this one as well houston deshaun watson returning deandre hopkins gone most of the defense returns um and brandon cooks has was traded to the houston texans um so if you don't know why i'm saying that you don't watch the show that's a big deal houston will be in the super bowl this year all right so let's go ahead and start this one off with kenny since he likes to smile whenever i say that kenny who do you have in this game Spread and money line. I'm just going to give you my straight-up prediction. I think Chiefs win 35-24. I don't think the Texans are that good, but they have Deshaun Watson, and so he's going to find a way to put up some points for them. But I don't see I don't see the Texans slowing down Mahomes. I think he has a big night. So 35-24, Chiefs. Gotcha. Perfect. Steve, Chiefs or Texans? Money line spread. I'm going to take uh, the Chiefs to cover. I, one thing in sports, there are some guys you don't bet on. There are some guys you don't bet against. Well, Patrick Mahomes is somebody that you don't bet against, and Bill O'Brien is somebody that you do not bet on. <laughs> Paul, going over to you. That's the perfect analysis right there. Um, no way I'm laying my money with Bill O'Brien. Give me the Chiefs to cover. Gotcha. Um... Dre, do we still have you? 
Who, who are who are the Texans playing against? Texans versus Chiefs, nine and a half point underdogs. I don't even know. I ask. I can hear your name. <laughs> right, hold on. Hold on. Uh, yeah, I can't hear. I can't hear Paul either. I can't hear anyone. So uh, I don't know. The lot is pretty high, minus nine and a half. So. Oh. Well, all right, cool. Yeah, I can read that. I'm take Chiefs then. That's yeah. And uh, if if there's anything that I would bet on, I guess would be uh, the over. That's that's a pretty easy set. I don't even know what the number is, but I, I'm I'm taking the over and I'm taking the Chiefs. Sweet, awesome, Davis, you're up next. Uh, give me the Chiefs X Factor, Clyde's Edwards Alaire. Um, I think he's. I think they're gonna put him running back one. He's gonna be a big factor in the offense. Everyone's gonna expect the pass, and they're gonna get speedy, like small, tough guy, run the ball up the middle. Um, always bet the over on the Chiefs. Perfect. And then Chris, I'm going to you before I give you mine. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you never bet against Patrick Mahomes in my book, and so I'm going with the Chiefs on this one. And um, I would bet the over in this case. Gotcha. Thank you very much. Now, I am going to be different than everybody. I'm going to start this season off right. I'm going to take the spread with the Texans. I think this is going to be a closer game than you think. There's going to be a lull from season to season. I think there's going to be a lot of rust. You saw it in the NBA. You're going to see it in the NFL. I'm going to think that the Chiefs win this by a field goal or by a touchdown, the game-winning drive. I don't think they win outright by multiple scores. So I'm taking the Texans spread, but the Chiefs on the money line. So you can book it. Hear that, Steve? All right. So our featured pick'em segment is brought to you by Taquito Express down in beautiful Brownsville, Texas, where you can get all-you-can-eat tacos for $7.99. Mention ITL for 10% off today. That's it for round two. We're going to zoom through round three, which are your fantasy sleepers. Get ready. If you guys have one, we're going to get that set right after this commercial. Welcome to Alamo City. Or is it the military city? Or is it the Riverwalk City? What in the world do you call San Antonio? You can find all the greatest and latest information on SATX Rated, proud sponsor of the Into the Lab podcast, and a big partner when it comes to finding your way around San Antonio, Texas. Go find SATX Rated on all major social platforms. Follow them, like them, share them. They're here for you. SATX Rated, find out what San Antonio is made of. Round three, what's cooking in the lab? Commercial break. Round three is upon us after you hear the bell. How to build your fantasy roster. We're going to go and focus on quarterbacks, running backs, and tight ends that we believe could be sleepers for this weekend's draft. We're going to give you just our players to pick. It's going to be a quick analysis for you, so we're not keeping you all night. So let's look at the quarterback position. I have labeled three guys who I feel are just sleepers in the draft that you can grab later in life and not have to worry about grabbing one of those named Deshaun Watson or Kyler Murray in the beginning. So let me name my three Josh Allen is a name you'll hear later on in the rounds that you may not trust. But trust me, with his rushing yards and his passing yards, he can get you the points that you need per week. Just to give you some stats to back that up, 
he faced defenders in the box 69% of the time last year, which allowed him to rank 20th in the amount of defenses that pressured him. This year, it's 22nd. So as those defensives go down, we expect those numbers to go up. So I do expect Josh Allen to have a better year than last year, which puts him higher up in my QB1 settings. Drew Locke is the second quarterback I would look out for. He's had similar numbers to Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott when they break out for a big season two. I expect John Elway to make an offense around him like he has with Melvin Gordon and Jerry Judy, just a lot more talent around Drew Locke this year. Um, so I do expect another uptick in his numbers, uh, especially in a very, very fast-paced and multi-score division like the one he is in. Number one is going to shock some people on here who are really against it, but I don't really care. So my number one is Nick Foles. Nick Foles has joined Matt Nagy in Chicago and he will be in a passing offense that will be literally needed week by week. And he can get you fantasy points just by himself. I'm not saying the bears are going to be fantastic, but I'm also saying the division has gotten weaker on the defensive side from 2019 to 2020. So Nick Foles is interesting. He has, he has a starter gig right now, according to Matt Nagy. He has a double tight end set with Cole Komet and the vet, Jimmy Graham. He has Cordero Patterson, Allen Robinson, and Anthony Miller on the outside. They utilize the screen game more than any other team in the league with Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery. He has everything around him. He's been in this system. Nick Foles strives in this system. If he is the quarterback, I wouldn't be surprised if he's QB1 this year. Not ranked one, a QB1, just to make sure that's clear. And Nick Foles is my surprise dark horse. You could probably get him around 17 for those deeper leagues. Nobody wants him, and it could be a good risk factor for you. Uh, low risk, high reward. So, let me go around the room here. Give me a name of a, of a quarterback that you have seen be a sleeper. Um, and if you don't have anything, just stay on mute. If you do have something, stay off mute, and I'll call on your name. Uh, Paul, do you have a quarterback sleeper? Yeah, Baker. Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, a sleeper for just Paul. You can grab him ADP 11th round. Um, so keep an eye out for Baker. Kenny? Baker as well. QB 17 on sleeper right now. Tremendous upside. If you want a steady guy, grab Matt Ryan at QB8. Perfect. And Davis, do you have one? Drake. First off, I'd like to make a, a small little uh, rant. Yeah. high on something because Nick Foles should not be drafted in any leagues. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Packers fan for you. That's a Packers fan for you. All right. Well, that's the worst advice you have ever given in this show. When the rankings finish, we'll talk again, Dre. Davis, did you have one? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, can you hear me? Hold on, Davis. With my, with my recommendation, but uh, I think uh, Ben Roethlisberger could be a, a big sleeper. I mean, he's – Maybe going drafted in some league, and he's going in the – and those are drafting him, he's going in the very rounds. So, you know, usually when he when he's healthy and he plays well, he does give you a touchdown. So, you know, he could be a great leaper, and you could have him with your, you know, last picks of your fantasy. So, I like that pick. Roethlisberger is definitely a dark horse out there. If he is healthy and he has weapons around him, he's definitely something to look out for. Davis, you're my last one on the quarterbacks. Who you got? Um, 
back to what Kenny said, no, Baker Mayfield will only be sleeping during this season. Um, I don't like Baker Mayfield. Uh, it's, it's what happens when you go to Oklahoma State. That it. Um, um, I will say Drew Locke is the quarterback to look for. I think the Denver offense has changed to where he can get the balls like Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, uh, Noah Font. I mean, he has he has weapons there to get it, get the ball to. Yep, I like those, Davis. Definitely like those. Steve, you have, you're on mute, and Chris, you're on mute. But if you have one, I'll let you sp- speak it out right now. I'd say uh, Drew Locke, or um, I hate saying it. Phil Rivers is sometimes a steady guy in fantasy, uh, minus the fourth quarter pick that he's guaranteed <laughs> to throw every time. But he's he's uh, usually not horrible of an option in fantasy. Perfect. I did just get him in a trade from you, so I appreciate it. Yeah, you did. Awesome. That's right. Awesome. Chris, anything? Good to go. Move on. Good to go. All right. So let's go running backs. I'm not going to give you a full breakdown of my picks because you guys probably will hate them. So number three, uh, sleeper running back that you, or just a running back you may not know, Cam Akers. He will be the workhorse in Los Angeles. I love Cam Akers. He's looking to get, uh, I said I wouldn't give an analysis, but he's looking to get probably over 175 carries and 40 receptions this year. That that's lowballing it too. I think that if he splits any load with Henderson, those would be his numbers. So you could grab him probably in the fifth, sixth round of your draft. Um, absolute stud. Um, keep a lookout for that. Raheem Mostert is another name that's not commonly known if you're not in the fantasy football realm, but he will have the lead back position in San Francisco in an offensive running system that's going to project you a little over 200 carries as a lead. So definitely would recommend Raheem Mostert in the middle rounds. And then my dark horse candidate for this year is the reason why I didn't mention him when I mentioned Drew Locke is Philip Lindsay. I absolutely love Philip Lindsay. 3.4 yards a carry. Melvin Gordon's never averaged that in his career. He'll have 20% of the running game, but he'll have 80% of the passing game, which is huge with Drew Locke, especially trying to battle in that tough AFC West. Um, you can grab him in the later rounds, 9 to 11. He would be perfect in a zero RB strategy. If you don't know what that is, don't worry about it. Just draft. And, and uh, if you do, that's your guy you want to target. Um, I did want to give an honorable mention to Matt Breida. He will be featured in the slot in Miami since their lack of receivers. So he'll be playing running back and wide receiver. That could be a dual trifecta if you are playing zero running back strategy um, in some of those deeper leagues. So uh, I'll go start around again. I see some people are off mute. So I'll start with you, Steve. Who's your dark horse running back? Oh, I actually meant to go on mute. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd actually uh, – I, I like the Cam Akers um, and uh, Antonio Gibson uh, from Washington football team a rookie guy that could have a, a pretty big year this year. Yep. Good call. Just Paul. I'm on the uh, burrito. I, I think that's going to be interesting. He's going to get a ton of volume there in Miami. So anytime you're getting volume, uh, you know, out of a back that you could get seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 round, you know what I mean? You, you can't pass that up. So that's where I'm at with it. Absolutely. Kenny. Two guys, one's J.K. Dobbins. He's RB30 right now. I think he replaces Ingram by playoff time, which is ultimately wow. when, when you want your guys to peak. And RB36, on Johnson. I know that they drafted Swift, but, I mean, last I checked, he was a good running back last year before he got hurt. So I don't see why you wouldn't draft that guy later and hope that he holds the starting job. And Swift is already hurt for those that follow. 
Chris, you came off mute. Yeah, um, you know, I'm fairly new to this fantasy game, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually managed to pick up Lindsey and another guy that I drafted the other day, um, David Montgomery. He had a little bit of a disappointing season last year, but I think that his volume is going to be going up, sharing the snaps with um, Tarek Cohen. And um, he took a little around two-thirds of their red zone uh, carries. So I think that he's going to be in for a big season. Back in that Chicago offense, two picks in a row. My man, Chris. Dre, did you have did you have one, Dre? Yeah, I have, I have actually, actually got three. I, okay. I can't I can't hear anything that you're saying, but I've, I do have three of them. But uh, he's been, uh, you know, overshadowing uh, Singletary in training camp. And he looked great. Singletary has been fumbling a, a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I'll go with Moss. Uh, second pick uh, would be, an, it just looks like I'm sucking up to Paul today. But uh, I think you, you should take uh, a gamble in the later rounds of Ben Snell. Just because Jim Hunter always gets hurt, so he'll eventually, you know, get worn down. And Benny Snell's pick up the slack, and I've read that he's been looking great training camp, so that's also a great pick. And the third one, <clears throat> and this is because all of you Cowboys fans really do not understand the Mike Dolphins. He loves his straight running back. So Zeke should not be drafted. You should draft Pollard because he's gonna feed him the ball. You will see, you will learn. And you're gonna you, you're gonna live this for the next couple years because that is the Mike Carthy offense. <laughs> well Dre, as much as I love you, that's a terrible take. But I will I will include that. I don't know, Steve's putting it in his lineup for next week. <laughs> But but it's okay. I understand the McCarthy hate. That's okay. That's okay. Let's zoom through tight ends. Whoa, 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 whoa. Davis, sorry, Davis. Go ahead. Go ahead, Davis. Wrap us up for wrap us up for running backs. All right. Um I'd take uh whoever's fourth on the depth chart in Philadelphia because the, the three in front of them will be injured. Um yeah. but no on on a real note, um it's going to surprise some people, but Todd Gurley has fallen on some draft boards. Um, and he's going to get a lot of production in Atlanta. So don't be surprised if he becomes a RB1 again. Good call, Davis. Good call. A lot of people not high on Gurley, but for those people that draft in those leagues that only do name recognition, Gurley's been going high. I'll tell you, there's a couple of leagues that really don't know what they're doing, and they got Gurley like in the second round. I was like, what are you doing? So. Who knows? Who knows at this point? I did. I was in a draft yesterday where Patrick Mahomes went number one overall, and that was amazing. So uh, we'll move on from there. Um, let's go to tight ends. Let's just name names. We don't need to go deep into it. But Jonu Smith, Blake Jarwin, Hayden Hurst lead my sleepers for tight ends that you can grab later on in rounds that you don't have to be reaching for. Does anybody else have another name they want to throw out there to our to our uh, lapsters? Noah Font. Oh, Noah Fant. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Austin Tyler Hooper's Higby. tight end 13. Yep. Austin Hooper's a big one as well. Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby. I, I'm 50-50 I'm on Higby. I do think Everett has a role too. Yeah. I second your Jarwin one as well. 
Yeah, the jar one. Jar one's a sneaky one. It's a sneaky one. There's a lot of targets there. Yep. Yeah, perfect. Well, those are our Labster Insights for this week. Again, if you want to be a Labster Insider, donate to our show. We will have some inside analysis. What's that? Dead. Why? Hello? I was going to say no receivers. No. Not this week. Not this week. So we will we will be giving our week by week fantasy analysis as we're watching Davis play basketball. Oh, did anybody say uh, the Jets? It's going to be big. It's uh, going to be Darnold's only option. He's going to pass. Well, he's gonna get like ten rushes per game. Yeah, that's Chris Herndon. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Herndon. <laughs> I know he got hurt a little bit in practice, but uh, he will be a big target there for Sam Darnold. Steve loves that pick, and uh, <laughs> and and so let me get back to it. So, Lapster Insiders, join our Patreon. You'll get inside analysis on fantasy picks week by week. Miles will be going through those. And we'll have the hoopster Davis Cordova on there as well. Um, apparently the baller there in Wagner. Um, but we will uh, yes, wrap up round number three. This segment was brought to you by the Aquamarine Diving. Has tons of giveaways, discounts, and is corona-free. That is correct. Corona-free there in Bali, Indonesia. Uh, mention into the lab and you get 20% off some sun, some water, and a place to stay at Dre's. Aquamarine, Di- Aquamarine Diving can be found at aquamarinediving.com or on Facebook under the same name. Now, we appreciate everybody sticking with us through our first episode. Um, this is going to be a fun season. NFL Pick'em, full blast next week. That is going to be the episode to watch. And these guys are going to be studying their butts off all week, trying to make sure they get the best ki- uh, best picks and take the trophy away from Miles. Let's do our send I got college, Ernest. Let's do. You're gonna be I got, fine. I got college. You're fine. <laughs> let's do our send off and let's tell the people where they can find you. We'll start with you, Chris. You can find me on uh, Twitter at Asian Tatum or on Instagram uh, at Chris underscore Remick. Um, great to be here for the start of season two, and uh, let's go Celtics. Let's go Celtics. That's Chris's send off. Kenny, you're on my screen next. Uh, you can find me at Shooters underscore Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We're running a phenomenal contest right now through Blue Collar Media Group. Chance to win NBA 2K21, a uh, free copy of that. So be sure to, to check that out on our Instagram page as well. And uh, thanks for having me on. Go Lakers. Uh, Kenny with the nasty sign off there. Just Paul, come on to the screen. <laughs> well, great night tonight, guys. Great start to season two. You can find me at Steel Curtain PEH on Twitter. Um, I have a podcast, the Puckleheads podcast. You go over everything in NHL. Um, just glad to be a part of this, and I uh, can't wait to keep going. So, uh, see you next week, fellas. Awesome. Davis. Um, you guys can find me at ddog underscore 1123 on pretty much any platform uh, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram. Um, all I really have to say is I can't say go Thunder. But, uh, give Lou Dort the max. Give him the max. Let's go. Thunder up 2026 20, champs. You heard it here first. All right. We'll, we'll keep that in the record books for season eight, Davis. Thank you for that. Now, let's go to the co host of Into the Lab, the general, Steve Reisner. Uh, well, happy to be uh, starting season two with my, uh, my new position here. 
to the co-host, I have a sudden sense of overwhelming Orange. power. You know, with great power comes great responsibility, and I am going to abuse the shit out of my power. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to it. I look forward to it, Steve. Uh, the big announcement for Steve was that we were going to have a new podcast cover featuring Steve and I for Into the Lab Season 2. That'll be released Monday on, on social media. So keep a lookout on our beautiful faces coming out in the new podcast cover. But let me get Dre's sign off as well. Dre, where can the people find you? They can't find you. Uh, I, I did hear it's my turn, but uh, first thing before I go my 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 yeah, where where to find me? As 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 you've all seen, uh, if if you took the uh, the bet that Steve was wear orange, you were correct. <laughs> so as we know, uh, Steve's a Buccaneer. So, you know, he's getting ready to rock that orange hardcore throughout the season. That's the first sure. thing. For, for the L.A. Browns, uh, right? And then I, I was going to ask you, Ernest, if you spice were cool in the intro. And uh, I got to uh, listen to what Ernest is going to say. Um, you can find me at Dre2024 on Twitter. Uh, cool. And, yeah, that's it. Even though I can only see somebody walking. That works. Thank you, Dre, for that. And again, you can find him at Dre2124. Let me do the sign off. Thank you so much for being a part of our first episode for season two. It's because of y'all that we're back again for a whole nother season. Our NFL pick 'em, we had a very solid average of 68% as a group. So two out of three picks were right last year. Listen to our show. Come back for NFL Pick'em. Spread the word. We only grow as you guys do. Be a part of our Patreon. Follow us on Twitch. Be a part of Into the Lab by being a labster. Come on and win great swag like Madden, like 2K, like your jersey of your choice, maybe some NFL tickets, NBA tickets, all brought to you by the Blue Collar Media Group. But thank you guys so much for being a part of our family and all the po other podcasts that are part of our Potter family. You guys have a great night and go Rockets. Go Scott Foster. Glad I stopped the live stream before that. <laughs> You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app and follow The Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.